What, we some kind of suicide squad? I am Iron Man. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Server Anakin, I have the high ground. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Welcome back to the Big Movie Boys podcast, the only podcast from the horribly beautiful mind of James Gunn. I'm your host, Jeremy Baum, and with me as always is Bob Liebel. What's up, dogs? And Ben Stitch. Guys, very exciting weekend for us as Buffalo Bills fans with the announcement of the six-year extension for Josh Allen, where he makes... Was it 258 million, 150 guaranteed, and uh, yeah, no state tax in uh, Texas, so when they move to Austin, that contract <laughs> is going to be great. That's so much fucking money, dude. That's the most guaranteed money ever, also. $150 million Which I, guaranteed. Because Mahomes is getting, what, 450 over 10 years? Yeah, but he's only $141 million guaranteed. So Josh, I think Josh is a better contract than his. Also, uh, uh, Mahomes is going to make all that money, and it's, kind of, it's not like they're going to cut him in five years or whatever. Yeah. But all this money is going to be taxpayer-funded, right? That, yes, that's we're, how, we're paying that's part for of it. The, that's part why the Bills want to pay for the damn state, and they just gave all their fucking money to Josh. <laughs> they don't have any more. No, that's, I'm just happy he's under contract before this, uh, before this season, because then we don't have to worry about it. And then it, all the people saying it, and mostly our friend Jared being like, he's going to have a shit year now just because he's negative about anything. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't like to hear that, because I don't even want that like in existence. I don't want that said into the universe at all. I just remember last year before the season started, I was like, you know, this is going to be a fun year. We'll, we'll be pretty good. And then we made it to the AFC Championship game this year. I'm like, Super Bowl or bust. I'm very, I don't know if like last year is more like a, a fun year because it was kind of out of nowhere. And this year we expect it now. So are we more nervous this year? Or are you more excited this I'm, year? I'm ter- I'm truly fucking terrified because <laughs> I think about how much fun I had last year with the Bills being good, how drunk I got at some of the, some of the games like that I watched. Truly, probably the drunkest I've been in my entire life is when we won the AFC East. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I puked for two days. I literally <laughs> was so fucking, and I'm, I'm thinking like, Bills win the Super Bowl, I'll die. <laughs> like, truly, honest to God, will die. But it is Super Bowl or bust, and I'm terrified. I, I, I just love when the Bills are good. I can never go back to them being bad. And Josh Allen might be the most electric person in the entire world. He, when he came out, I was, I was at the practice. They did a scrimmage on Saturday. I was there. Josh Allen came out. COVID didn't exist. He was touching everybody. <laughs> he was kissing babies. This guy literally, everyone shits their pants when he like ties his shoe. The, the crowd just erupts. When- yeah, I saw him playing catch with kids and just people freaking the fuck out. He can do, he can literally do anything and people freak you out. You see him p- playing catch with kids? Guess who else did that? Mr. Cole Beasley. <laughs> Maybe a hand-to-hand contact on a, on a football with a bunch of strangers is not his... Uh, not what he should be doing hey, right now. As long as Cole gets COVID before uh, before the playoffs, I'm COVID okay Cole. with it. <laughs> COVID Cole. <laughs> COVID Beasley. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with that all year. Yeah. But he's electric. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's our Bills update for the week. We are going to talk about some more news, a little bit more uh, movie-related news. Fuck you, Jer. <laughs> this is a Josh Allen it's podcast. It's all entertainment. It's sports entertainment. Uh, Bob, what uh, news topic did you bring to the table today? Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but South Park... Uh, Paramount Plus, or pa- yeah, Paramount Plus ordered 14 movies and renewed the series until 2027. 14 movies! Yeah, I saw it was for $900 million, so they are making more money than Josh Allen, but I, they make like 10 episodes a year. I don't know how anyone makes money ever. For $900 million, 14 movies, and let's say it's like... 14 what, six, movies? Seven years, and like, so 70 episodes and 14 movies, and that's $900 million. I'm not sure if the 14 movies are like when they had the pandemic I think special. They're, like, they're South Park centric movies. So, but are they actually like feature length or are they like one hour specials? I think, 
They got to be like an hour and a half, I'm assuming. Because if they're because like, they did like the COVID special, they did the pandemic special. Like if it's stuff like that, okay, 14 one hour specials, cool, that makes sense. 14 90 to two hour movies, no, that's fucking way too much. And I love South Park, but like South Park's one of those shows, same as like South Park Family Guy stuff like that. Like I think it's just time for those to end. They're not good as good as they used to be. Yeah, I'd almost rather them just do the movies rather than, um, cause then I'm like more excited about, I don't watch them week to week anymore. Rick and Morty is the one I still do, but yeah. like after, yeah, I think you're right. After like 12, <laughs> like 15 seasons, it kind of just, it, it's tough to tune in every week. Yeah. I'm not a huge South Park guy, but this, this deal reminds me of the Avatar, the last airbender deal where they're doing a bunch of shows and movies off that. Are you more excited for South Park or the... Avatar. Avatar world. Building. Avatar. I, dude, I literally can just be like sitting there having a horrible day and I can think about that we're the gonna live get... action Netflix Avatar, right? No, fuck that, dude. <laughs> I, and that's going to come out first, probably, right? And I would assume so, yeah. Dude, I just think about it. I'm like, I cannot wait until we just have a shitload of Avatar content. That'd be awesome. That'd just make me happy. Bill's going to win the Super Bowl and then we're going to have a shitload <laughs> of Avatar stuff. What about you, Ben? Are you more think, excited for avatar or south park yeah, like I, said, I don't really watch south park anymore I like I, if it's on comedy central and it's an episode i like i watch it but i don't watch really the new the new stuff i'll watch like their specials and whatnot but that's why i'm like that will you watch all 14 movies you think no i'll probably I'll probably like i treat it as marvel i watch 50 percent of the okay. movies probably <laughs> but yeah so avatar i never thought i'd be way more interested in that but like once new shit comes out and you guys are like hey this is coming out that's when i'll pay attention i'm i like have no idea when any of it comes out do you yeah, I, I think it's still a little ways away the, yeah the live action one will be sooner but that studio announcement was only like within the last year that's got to be a punishment one for us right are we all going to punish ourselves and the watch live it? series if they're doing it week to week maybe we'll have a, a, a corner yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to do it jerry you're gonna maybe. watch something Fuck. but no i'm definitely more interested in the avatar content especially with the the uh the true creators of it yeah i definitely am having not a huge uh, history with south park what? Would you say you're more South Park or family? I feel like that's the generation we grew up with more so than the Simpsons, too. I've definitely yeah. seen more. And I think I've probably seen more Simpsons than South Park, honestly, but I've certainly seen more Family Guy than South Park. What about you, Bob? I like, I like Family Guy a lot, actually. Even though, like I just said, they, like, think they're kind of played out. I still, it's for whatever reason, on Hulu Live TV, Family Guy is on one of the, the channels I get at all times. So I literally watch sports and Family Guy on my TV. That's all I do. I would say I definitely watch more. Of, I think Family Guy was even probably better at its height than, than South Park was. Yeah. South Park is, I don't know. I, I Actually, I'd probably call them even in terms of which one I like more. I think I watch it. Because I've watched more South Park in the past. I definitely watch more Family Guy now, but I'd say it's probably even right down the middle. Interesting. Uh... My news topic for the week was going to be the new episodes of Love is Blind, but uh, a couple people who are self-proclaimed super fans Bob of the is show. the super fan. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> have not Jerry, yet you've watched, watched it. Uh, the new, uh, I know you're, this isn't technically your news topic then, but are the new episodes just like basically a little follow-up on the last season? It isn't the new season yet, right? Correct. It's all the people from the first season. It's called After the Altar. They're celebrating the two-year anniversary of the two couples that got married. Is Messica still there? Mexico's there. I could not Is that, tell that trailer trash bitch still there that took all that guy's money? What was that guy's name? The, oh. That's one of the couples. <laughs> yeah, they're still married? Yeah. That, oh, wow. Okay, I was going to ask you who was the other couple. I remember uh, serial killer Damien and that blonde. I thought they were still together. No, no, no. No, no they didn't actually get oh, married, yeah. but they're still together. They're the highlight of the, these <laughs> really? three episodes. Yeah. Okay. That's why she's the cover. You I call think. him a serial killer? That dude, there's... Sorry. Damien Powers! There's something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fakest name ever. <laughs> 
He's a serial killer, dude. This dude murderer. is a psychopath. He's he's a murderer in like one of those romance novels. Like, yeah, he's got something going on, dude. <laughs> is he the star of the show? He yeah, he steals the show. Really? In these three episodes. He murders Rock the show. Out. Every single choice this guy makes, I'm like, why? <laughs> Fuck, I guess we're gonna, gonna watch, watch it. <laughs> you just reinvigorated me. How's uh, what's the one guy, Lauren, and then the guy that was Barnett? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, 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 she, Barnett's Barnett the, was the Barnett guy who got ripped off, right? Yeah, yeah. Barnett's yeah. the one that married a fucking leech. Who's <laughs> like, I have all this debt. They're good. Barnett is, is just like, literally won't talk to anyone else. He's like, I don't want to piss her off. I'm just here that to have a nuts. good time. Yeah. It wasn't She's pretty nuts. Mexico was in love with Barnett, right? Well, so Mexico's had been down bad that day, right? Like, dude, Mexico's story—it's a little underwhelming because Mark is a no-show. Mark's oh. not there. Mark's a no-show, but everyone talks shit about him. I was just saying, Mark probably didn't come. He wanted to get made fun of by everybody. Well, yeah, he got made fun of by everybody. Oh, the ball guys, yeah, I'm sure they would have made fun of him less if he was there. But like, you would think Mexico would be the one who didn't want to show up because she was the worst person ever. Is I'm Mark like, the cuck of the century? We should give out that award on this one. The Bimbo Award. Bimbo Award for biggest cuck. Congrats, Mark. We'll send that one to you. Then the mail. Mark, what's his last name? I, I have Dude, no idea. I just uh, tweeted him. Let me see. You know Damien Powers, but... Let me try to get Mark from probably... Damien Powers is a supervillain name. <laughs> I wonder how much money... Dude, he, okay, okay. Uh, this uh, just came out, right? Obviously, they're still... They're probably doing okay. Like, they're getting... You know, people are probably reaching out to them for shit. But in, like, six months... You, you're telling me we can't get one of them on the one of them on the uh, <laughs> Damien Bowers, Mark. But no, we can't get we Mexico. Probably get Damien. Mexico's way too big. Yeah, Mexico's the biggest one. We she could just, probably get Damien. Mexico is the self-proclaimed most hated person on any reality <laughs> TV show ever, and she might have a point. What's uh? What's the Barnett's wife's name? She needs money. We could probably give her twenty five dollars <laughs> and she'll come on the podcast. Dude, didn't um, Mexico during the during, maybe I have to go back and watch Love Is Blind season one again. She, I remember her feeding her dog wine while she was like, I want to cheat on you with Barnett. She was a severe alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, is a severe alcoholic. Like, yeah, there's a, she kind of has a self-aware joke involving that. That's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, anyway, you guys should watch that. Yeah, pretty sure I will. My uh, real topic, which is a, a smaller one anyway, is that uh, Stranger Things Season 4 officially has a release year of 2022. So it's not even coming out this year. When was season three? 2015? Three years ago. Okay. Oh. I, okay, it's got to be. Here's my thing. The they kids are what, 26 now each? They're old. They're way too they're old. They're older than us now. Yeah. Did, you, did you see the, like, the, some of the that little teaser they put out and you could see like a few shots of them? They look old. I mean, they look old. <laughs> like they, they look like they're 25. <laughs> they were younger than us when the show started, but now they're older than us. I yeah. think the oldest one is, is actually like 21. Yeah, Caleb, right? Yeah. Caleb is like actually like an adult. He might be like twenty three because last time I looked, which was last time Stranger Things came out, he was like seventeen. So you might be right on that. And when was the last season of Stranger Things? Six years ago? <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh pretty fucking yoked for it. It just says twenty twenty two, but here's the thing. I'm pretty sure it's gonna come out on like New Year's Eve. New Year's Day. They do holidays. That's they true. always they do holidays. holidays. It depends what the theme is. Like they always have like the, the second season was July fourth, right? And then it was Halloween or whatever. I think second season was Halloween, third season was Fourth of July. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. But maybe I have to go back and watch this, uh, like season three or something too. I I don't know what it is with shows. Like I always like that's why I'm rewatching years, Better Call Saul. Like I just I don't remember. Like is it going to be connected? I remember season three ending, and I watched it with my girlfriend, and 
we were just both like, that's over, right? Like, they killed Hopper. They, like, moved away. Like, they can't come back. Could have easily ended in season three, and they should have. Should have. My biggest thing about Stranger Things is as long as it doesn't go on for too long, and I think I, I maybe heard, like, an interview where they said they were only going to do, like, four or five seasons, which I think is still too long. But the thing about this series is in, like, five years when I rewatch this start to finish and I haven't, like, seen it in forever, I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it. I'm looking forward season to my rewatch. Was like, season one of this and, like, House of Cards were, like, the two biggest things on Netflix. I remember yeah. when it kind of first started. Things was so big when it came out. It was a, kind of a, a big changing point for Netflix kind of legitimized their original series. Exactly. It, it helps, you know, in that transition into legitimizing streaming series. But And that's why I'll watch it. And it's just, but I season one was so good. And you watch, like, all these shows on HBO. Like, I'm watching The White Lotus on HBO Max. And I watched Mayor of Easttown. I'm like, what? These are all one-season shows. I almost think like more things just need to be one season and just stop. Like, no, you're done and don't. Stranger ruin Things it. would have been so good if it, they. Did we stop. would have. We would have been so, like we would talk about it like it was the greatest show ever if it just stopped. After Do you one think season. that's the problem? Is that it's it's good and we just like don't want them to fuck it up? Is that the problem? I think so, but we still want it. We want more stuff. We just want it to like reach level uh, season one. But I think it's, it's so hard to let down. Yeah, I think it's just been so long that. It's already out of our minds. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for it, and I'm gonna watch it as soon as it comes out. But you it's don't been need so it. long that I just don't have that extra level of hype. Season that one I'm just had to be like 2015, it. then, right? Probably, yeah, 2014, not... even maybe. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, no, I, I, uh... were we in high school when season one came out? Possible. Holy that'd shit, that'd be that'd be shocking. There's no way we could ever find out. <laughs> so I, I don't want to look it up. It that. <laughs> what about you? other than Josh Allen? You got any? Uh, any other news to share, Ben? No, I'm just uh, hopeful that Bob Odenkirk gets back healthy for uh, season season six taping of uh, Better Call Saul because I'm rewatching it now. He's so good in it, and uh, I'm at I'm uh, at the finale of season three. Going to watch that after the podcast today, and I I cannot wait to watch. It's such a good episode. If you guys never watch the show, we're not friends anymore. I watched like most when it was on TV when season one came out. I watched most of the it, first season. It's it's basically like Breaking Bad where you have to get like past the first four episodes and then you're like okay I'm kind of hooked and it and it's more the last couple seasons are way better than the first couple. Luckily we know uh, Bob Odenkirk has a lot to live for because he owns every classic car. Triples, Tri- <laughs> du- doubles, of, doubles so of all of them. Triples, triples of a car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my favorite sketches from uh, I think you should leave season two. Highly recommend. All right, uh, with that, let's move on to our punishment review of the week. <laughs> Bob uh, lost the challenge last week and had to watch Geostorm. Bob, what did you think of Geostorm? Bob, I remember asking you right before you were watching it. You were like, oh, I'm sitting down to watch it, and you're like, can't wait. But uh, how did it actually go for you? Uh, didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen. Yikes. You wasn't piece of shit. <laughs> wasn't in the cards this week, boys. Must be an easy life for Bob. Just no repercussions for any <laughs> any of his failures. Even minor <laughs> failures like a podcast and watching movie. I talked to my friend Jared. He said, uh, you guys were frothing Friday. And you said, yeah, I still have to watch two movies. And it was that instant that I knew you weren't watching <laughs> this movie. Yeah. It didn't help that I spent all day Saturday drinking. So <laughs> Literally, as soon as I woke up. Uh, yeah, well, Geostorm is coming next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All good things are worth 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 the wait. Sometimes you know, you gotta you gotta tease the people a little bit. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just lie and say you watched it and look up. I some thought about shit. it. You know what? I was so lazy that I couldn't even look it up. <laughs> I didn't even have the time to do that. 
I was thinking about it. I was like, I'll just look up a synopsis, watch a review or something. Didn't have the time. For the audience listening at home, uh, we ended up recording this podcast four and a half hours later than Bob thought we were going to. So <laughs> I know for a fact Bob had an extra four and a half hours to kill today. I was drinking. <laughs> But uh, instead of that, I guess uh, we'll save Geostorm for next week. We'll talk about the movie we did actually watch. Bob, Bob did you watch I it? Think I you watched, watched I watched this, yes. This is The Suicide Squad. It was released on August 6th, 2021, written and directed by James Gunn. This movie stars everybody, including Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, Daniela Melchior, probably didn't say that right, David Desmulchian, also didn't say that right, Michael Rooker, Viola Davis, Nathan Fillion, Jai Courtney. So many more people that I didn't add. A little fun fact in the uh, credits, though. There are two rats credited as playing Sebastian the Rat, whose names are Jaws and Crisp Rat. Little little joke. They had James actual Co- rats play the rats? I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, just, I'm sure. I would have bet money it was CGI. CG, <laughs> if not more, but. A little joke from James Gunn naming one of the rats Crisp Rat. Did you know that James Gunn's brother plays the werewolf? Weasel? Weasel, whatever the fuck that thing is. And James Gunn's brother is in Gilmore Girls. (laughs) And he's also in this movie as uh, like a small cameo as another character. But when I... Yeah, when I fucking... He he was in the the jail, so... He does the mocap for Weasel and then one of the guys in the jail who's Calendar Man... Mm. Another unknown DC hero. He plays him as well. He plays Kirk in, I think it's Kirk in Gilmore Girls. And I honestly lost my shit when I figured that out. I was like, what the fuck? He's fu-? in Guardians too. Yeah, but he's in nothing else besides James Gunn movies and Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I looked it up. It's, he's like in a, a bunch of James Gunn movies as like, it's like a, a side character well, in, he, in Gilmore Girls. He's That's like it. Michael Rooker's number two. And he also does the mocap for uh, Rocket Raccoon in the Guardians movies. Forgive me here, is uh, and kind of changing. Is Michael Rooker the one who um? He's Daryl's brother. Thank you. I just that's who I know him as forever. I'm like when I see him, I'm like Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, that's uh, all the notes I have. That uh, we're gonna keep it spoiler free at first because it's a new movie and there's a lot to spoil. But first, I want to talk about your memories of Suicide Squad 2016. This is the Suicide Squad that we just watched for this week. Came out five years after David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Don't really have anything to do with each other. David Ayer's Suicide Squad, known as one of the worst movies that's ever existed. Did you guys see that one? And do you have any memories of seeing that one? I saw that and I forgot most of it. Like most of what happened. I actually wanted to look up like a... Like a plot synopsis of it before I watched this to see if there was any crossover. I didn't do that. I just remember I did not like that movie at all. It really was not good. All I know about that movie is Will Smith, Margot Robbie, and I think Jared Leto was in that one. And I remember having higher expectations for that because 2016, I'm it's like, what, three, four years after uh, The Last Dark Knight Rises, and I'm still like a DC guy then at that point, and I'm, I'm rooting for that movie to be good, and I was just like, this movie fucking sucks. Like, I... I and I, uh, maybe that helped me enjoy this movie more because I went in with this one having way fucking lower expectations. Yeah, that, uh, the old Suicide, Suicide Squad movie is truly one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. I couldn't even tell you the plot of it. I just remember maybe it was how it was no directed. One who worked on the movie could tell you the plot of it either. It, have you, when did you watch it? I saw it in theaters. I, I think I did too. I'm like pretty sure I saw that movie in theaters. Yeah. Pretty sure I watched it on TV. 
I may have seen it once since then as well, like in, in parts. That's why I'm like, I, I really have no memory of it, just knowing uh, yeah. it was bad. And it's a movie I'll never watch again unless it somehow ends up as a punishment movie. I don't need to watch this. I was going to make it the punishment movie last week, but because I had the chance of losing, I didn't want to subject <laughs> myself to it. Well, so, you could have just now watched it. Apparently. I didn't know that was an option, but... <laughs> so, with that in mind, Ben, you kind of answered it already, but what were your expectations, either because of the old movie or just based on the trailers and stuff for this movie? Where, where was your head at going into it? Mine were low as fuck. I honestly did not want to watch this at all. Like, I had literally... I, I kind of picked up on that when I asked you guys if you wanted to see it in theaters, and you both said no. I had, I mean, literally no interest in this movie. Like, absolutely zero. And I don't know if it's because I just didn't care, or because I didn't like the first one, and I didn't expect this to be good. Like, nothing. Like, literally, when I say zero, like, if you were just like, hey, we're not going to do Suicide Squad this week, I'd be like, nice. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. I, I also would have been happy... I, I'm not a big Marvel guy like uh you like you are Jeremy but so like James Gunn like just attaching him to it doesn't make me be like oh I gotta see this so I was just like I don't I, like the the crossover because now this is what DC is gonna, gonna do confuse you they're, they're, no they're gonna be like hey man all those Marvel movies are good let's just take all their directors and yeah. have them do our shit I mean they should not, be doing they already that. did that with Joss Whedon he did the first Avengers and the first Justice League it's just, when Zack Snyder got had to be you know took himself out of the project it's just weird. Yeah, I agree. It's weird, and I, I still don't think they have a plan. Like, I don't go after this movie. I'm not like, oh, they know what they're doing going forward. DC I, does not. I yeah. agree that they, they should just hire good directors to try to figure out, like, even if... Because you almost can't copy what Marvel's doing, but just have, like, individual movies that are really good, um, and you might actually end up with something. But So I went in with very low expectations, did not want to watch this movie, and I watched this in one sitting, which tells me I enjoyed it. Wow. Is Whoa. that two weeks in a row? Two weeks in a row, I watched the... one sitting. What the fuck Who is wrong coming? with you? But, uh, <laughs> no, I watched this, uh, when the fuck did I watch this? Friday? Friday night? I watched it Friday. I watched it Thursday. No, scratch that. Sorry, I watched this, um, Saturday morning, and I'm like, all right, I have nothing to do. I'm going to watch this, and it, um, actually, sir, yeah, it passed my expectations. I, like... The, the beginning of the movie got me into it, like, and I was like, you know what, I'm actually hooked on this. They had a couple good jokes, and I was like, I'm in for the rest of the movie, and I put my phone down. I put my, I didn't even have my phone out for Whoa. this, guys. Is this your favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> it fucking might be. Yeah, I mean, you already said it, Ben, but the fact that James Gunn was attached to it was enough for me to be like, okay. And, and the fact that they said this isn't a sequel, they're just kind of rebooting a movie that they made five years ago. I was like, okay, if they got James Gunn, they're not messing with him the way they mess with David Ayer and Zack Snyder in previous projects. And he doesn't have to tie it into other movies necessarily. Mm -hmm. I, I think that was just a perfect formula to make a good movie. So I went in with fairly high expectations and I still felt like they were met or exceeded in most cases. So Mine were very like exceeded by a country fucking mile because I had no expectations, no desire to see this movie. I ended up uh, really liking it. I think, wasn't this movie like two hours long too it didn't feel too long it felt like the perfect length for they didn't add stupid shit even like the beginning this isn't like how they have like the secondary suicide squad i thought that was like the perfect touch it even because i didn't really know who's i knew idris elbow was in it, i knew john cena so i was kind of like oh when are they gonna come in it and then they had like pete davidson and shit and nathan fillion and i'm like huh i'm, I'm wondering when the when the actual stars of this movie are gonna come out and they like just instantly like are, uh, like mean, what are you gonna spoil the fucking movie? It's not a spoiler. It's still like, like it's a huge spoiler. There's two, there's two Suicide Squads, and the first one like got me into the movie because they have way more jokes within that part. It was it is a very funny movie. There's a lot of I think, like Guardians. It's just 
there's a ton of jokes, they don't all hit, but most of them hit, and if one of them doesn't hit, there's another one around the corner that is probably going to make you laugh, so... Yeah, I mean, let's just continue spoiler-free, just your general impressions overall. Can Obviously, I give... we all said it's pretty good. Do you guys regret not seeing it in theaters? Because no. after watching it, I, I wish I had seen it in theaters. I think I made a note that I was like, yeah, this movie actually would have been great in theaters, but I'm still glad I didn't pay money for it because Bob has it. But my, uh, I just want to mention a couple jokes um, that they have. This isn't anything spoilers, but uh, the one goes, what does TD, uh, TDK stand for? He's like, oh, my name? And then they, they get pissed. He's like, what does it say? He's like, all names are letters, jackass. <laughs> and that was funny, the yeah. The other one where, um, uh, when Bloodsport and Peacemaker are talking and uh, Peacemaker, like, shoots someone and then blows them up and uh, Idris Elba goes, no one likes to show off. And <laughs> he goes, unless what they're showing off is dope as fuck. And Idris Elba under his breath goes, fuck, that's true. <laughs> I'm like, that was great. That was, yeah, that was probably one of my, my favorite jokes out of it. Uh, I think, uh, Ben, you're right. The, if you didn't know what kind of movie you were getting into, I think it sets the tone immediately. Like, if you're going in blind, you know what the movie's going to be after the first scene is over, and it just commits to that. It is R-rated. They go over the top on the violence and the gore sometimes. Like I was watching a Mortal Kombat movie. There's absolutely Mortal Kombat moments in this movie. It's, be it's a better Mortal Kombat movie than yes. the Mortal Kombat yeah. movie that came out a couple months ago. Uh, the music... Obviously iconic when it comes to James Gunn's projects. He writes all the songs into uh, the script, and he said he had no issues getting clearance for any of them. So I wouldn't say it was as, as good, good as, Guardians. as Guardians 2 in particular, but it was still a very good soundtrack. I liked the use of music, and it I, that was something that stuck out so much in the first movie, the first Suicide Squad movie, is just how much licensed music they had in there. That made no goddamn sense in context of the film. They clearly just picked popular songs and just pasted them into the movie. These ones felt much more deliberately picked and went with the movie. Yeah, better. I more so noticed it at the end. I'm like, damn, this soundtrack. Like, that's. I think that's the thing I pick up most when I watch movies a second time is the soundtrack. So I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I just remember at the end being like, damn, this song's like perfect for this ending. And then uh, my last note, spoiler free, is uh, the use of like title cards that are kind of built I enjoyed in that and a lot. lot of them looked practical i don't know how many of them actually were practical but there's the story is kind of told out of order so there's times where it'll say like you know three days ago or eight minutes ago or back with harley and stuff like that there's these little title cards and they're all built into the movie naturally and like i said some of them look very practical i don't know yeah i thought that was percentage cool. of them just are, because but. um I know sometimes when it's like a, a director's choice like that, I'm like, that was stupid. You don't even need to do that. But I was like, it's just like it added to like, it wasn't comedy, but it is just like a little stylish move that it, I enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. That's the style it, of it. Yeah, I just thought it looked cool. Honestly. The one was actually really interesting how it was like all this shit on the building and then they zoom up and it's like he it's actually the weird did perspective it. thing yeah yeah my that one that was probably the best one my that last and the one on oh, the yeah. toilet too where it's yes. like written into the suds and then he wipes it off i'm yeah. like that's kind of cool my last note just before spoilers was um i know idris elba is like super famous and shit but he should be the star of like way more movies he's so charismatic and like every time he's on screen i'm like i'm just like i want to know what he's odd. gonna say i feel like he's in a lot of bad movies but he's never bad because he should have, right? Wasn't there a lot of rumors that he was going to be James Bond? And I'm like, that would be, like, I would actually be watch so the good James, James Bond, Bond yeah. There, there was a big push for that, and he still could be there. We don't know who it's going to be after uh, Daniel Craig, but I, I'd certainly watch those movies if he was 
fun. For he's sure. like he's fun. Like he's in episodes of The Office, which is just weird to think back <laughs> about now. But like he's just so um, yeah, he's charismatic and I am aware of the effect I have on women. <laughs> And it's weird thinking, because he has gray hair in this movie, and he's, like, just so much older, but I'm like, why can't he have, like, a Liam Neeson-type career now where he's just, like, a super huge action star, and I'm like, oh, I gotta see that movie. He's super popular, even though he's, like, 45, and <laughs> oh, yeah. literally did nothing, really, until then. Uh, yeah, he's, he's electric in this movie. He's electric in everything. All right, any other uh, final notes before we get into spoilers? I want to definitely get into spoilers sooner than later because there's a lot to talk about but obviously it sounds like we all recommend it i think this might be the first hbo max exclusive you know one month release or whatever that i watch a second time before it leaves for however many months mm, space jam i'm not gonna watch that <laughs> one again yeah i would watch this again i probably won't watch this again but it was good if there was somebody that i was with that wanted to see it yes. i'd be like let's fucking put that bitch on yeah that's a good call Alright, well, if you don't want to get spoiled, like I said, there's plenty to spoil, so pause the podcast here. It is on HBO Max, so you can go and watch it. But we're going to get into spoilers, and I want to start with that first scene that sets the tone for everything. Everybody dies! <laughs> Not everyone. If you were... I thought you were going to say it. Like, I, I wanted to say you, it. But you, you caught me! You tried again. You tried like four times to say it. If you were worried that they were going to kind of pussyfoot around and only... Uh, blow the head off of uh, Captain, not Captain Boomerang. Who's the guy they killed in the first movie? In the first part? Was it? Uh, I don't remember. Slipknot. Okay. The only character who get doesn't get a title card when he gets introduced in the first movie is the only one they kill off until like the end, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they kill off like ten people right at the beginning of this movie. People I would have liked to see more of: Michael Rooker. Yeah, Nathan Fillion. I mean, his... I thought Michael Rooker was going to be like the star of this movie, and I'm like, wait, what's the going on? He's the first scene. Yeah. yeah, he opens the movie. I also thought he'd have a lot more to do with it. I also thought Pete Davidson had a lot more to do with it. All the people that they had, I was like, these people are going to like do a lot in this movie, and then nope. But it was funny what how they, they did, did for, do maybe, it. Like, maybe a week. Like they they maybe clearly a week just, on set. They clearly just knew. Um, like Viola Davis's plan was to kill these people off. That's why I'm like. Not sure was the plan to also kill Captain Flag because or, right was Rick Flag in, Rick. Yeah, Colonel. Uh, Colonel Flag. Yeah, because uh, also, yeah, Harley Quinn was in that group. Like, they should also... Like, was she supposed to die, or were they supposed to, like, were those the two that they were kind of counting on? But either way... Yeah, that, like, if they were able to do it and make it through, yeah. they'd, be, they'd be good. They're but, like, it's because of them. I know um, the weasel is alive at the end of the movie, but, like, the way Weasel just instantly died, I'm like, I, I knew what was happening then. That, that shit was actually and, really funny. And the way they so killed um, TDK or whatever, and he just, his arms are, like, just slapping people. Literally <laughs> doing nothing, just, like, lightly... <laughs> And then they just shoot the arm, and he's on the ground. He's like, like ah! it's <laughs> It was funny as hell. Oh my! All those deaths were so great. Pete Davidson just gets his freaking face blown off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't think of the girl's name, like the orange alien girl. Yeah. She uh, gets burned alive because yeah, she takes she tries to take down a helicopter. Gets burned alive. They kill Jai Courtney immediately with the <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> I love. I love me a little Jai Courtney. Little throwback to Buffalo. Love seeing him in a movie. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why? Did, I'm like, what movie did we watch? Bob has a great memory with these people. I just love Jack Courtney. Such like, like random obscure movies. Yeah. That man gets lost in a role. You don't even know it was him. Exactly. Tell me, him and that, that he was he Buffalo? was boomerang, right? You're telling yeah. me that those are the same people? Wow. No, Jack Courtney is is nominated for best actor <laughs> at the Bimbos. And then Michael Rooker trying to abandon, and then, uh... Did they do that in the first movie where they blow up somebody's head like that? That's Slipknot. That's what they do. Okay. 
I knew, no, I knew that they did that, but I don't remember is this seeing what it. what they do every time? This, like, they if put they a chip in your head? Disobedient. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the whole gimmick. They spent way too much time in the first movie talking about it. They just mm. basically give you one sentence, and you're like, and then okay, you. I understand. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that whole scene is great. And also, Viola Davis as, uh, what's her name in this movie? No, Amanda Waller. Waller. She was so much better in this movie than the original, because that's so another see, character that carries over. She's super odd to see in this, because the last thing I saw her in was uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and I'm like, it's just like weird that she's in a DC movie. It's weird, yeah, and she's only in this movie for like 10 minutes. My girlfriend wanted to watch this movie strictly because of Viola Davis, and I'm and I'm like, if that's why you want to watch it, you probably shouldn't watch it, because she's disappointed. barely in this movie. Yeah. She doesn't have a huge footprint, but I think she kills it she's every time she's She's better as on. this role. Yeah, yeah uh, she's uh, like, like psychotic and yeah. just like ruthless. And that whole, like, team she has there where you get introduced to them and they're all betting on who's going to die. Or, like, I like that. Yeah, that was, that was funny. all pretty funny. The, the inner uh, gambling addict inside me loved that. <laughs> uh, another note I have, Idris Elba, you already said, great in this, but obviously the easiest comparison to make to the original movie is with Will Smith, Bloodsport versus whatever, Deadshot, I think is who Will yeah. Smith played. So was it the same character? No, different characters, but very similar. Yeah. They're yeah. like assassins with daughters and like whatever. But Idris Elba, and I mean, Will Smith's obviously a good actor, but I think they just gave Idris Elba so much more to work with. That's what I like. I just feel almost bad for Will Smith. Like, if you give him the same exact role, I think he's he's fine in this movie. Idris Elba just makes, I don't he's a he's a cooler person. I think Idris Elba is cooler than Will Smith. He's Maybe just newer. He's more I, fresh. I also like how, um, you know, when movies. <laughs> Fresh Prince. I like how uh, when movies don't make British actors use an American accent for no fucking reason. So I, yeah. I liked the British accent in this. And then uh, Peacemaker, if we're just going through the list of characters, John Cena's best role to date. Yeah, that's easily so the best movie he's ever been in. Yeah. We saw, yeah, we've seen two John Cena movies recently, which is kind of. He was so fucking good in this. Like, yeah. he was a good actor in this movie. Not, and I'm, Not like, good, he a great, but... No, but like, he was a great role. Peacemaker's like a funny character. It's like the perfect thing for him to play. He's going to be in more stuff like this, and he's going to be in a few years. He'll just be like what The Rock is today, yeah. where he's just in every fucking movie. And I liked the banter him and Idris Elba had, and I like how stupid it was that they made them have the same exact skill set. My possible favorite scene, the I have introduction tied. by Viola Davis being the exact yeah. same. Idris Elba, are you joking? Like what? That's my thing. I, yeah, but I, my favorite scene actually, possibly my favorite scene. We'll get to the other one later, but involved the two of them when they went through and like slaughtered that entire like group of fucking they have like a killing competition where they're each like trying to outdo each other killing this entire what we think is like terrorist organization hiding in the woods and Idris Elba's weapons are so sick the way they just kind of build on top of each other yeah. and John Cena's like blow darting people and yeah. just like that's where my that line comes with the the show yeah. off and then and then when that just turns and she's like, uh, yeah, or she's with Colonel Flag, and um, is just like, hey, this is the leader of the the opposition to the the rulers right now. And they're like, oh, have you have you seen anyone out there? Have you seen <laughs> why, my team? Why didn't my men alert me? <laughs> oh, we didn't see anyone. Yeah, there wasn't anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably that's the my favorite scene, and also um, it was fun. It also was my biggest hang up because I can't believe this oh, woman still wants right to away. work with them yeah. after they. Come 30 of her own people. Yeah, her presumable to, friends and it family. It to her standing over all these dead bodies like, you killed all of my people. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that was actually pretty damn funny the way it all, all comes together there. 
Any other uh, standouts from this main squad that we get to? Obviously, we have Rat Catcher 2, we got Polkadot Man, you got King Shark. Polkadot Man's pretty fun. I think all funny. Of, like Rat Catcher's probably the least fun. She's almost like the heart and soul of the movie that they try to just put in. Polkadot's fun because it's so random. Like, I, I don't read comic books, so, like, I'm sure he's in comic books. These are, like, Z-list comic yeah, books. Yeah, but like, I like how they use them. losers like James Gunn read <laughs> Polkadot, <laughs> which I is why like, he did Guardians, too, because no one read Guardians. That's a good point, he, yeah. he reads all these, like, obscure comics. And makes them good. And I also like Nanawe a lot. Like, he, like, Num Num? Like, he <laughs> yeah. just wants to eat everyone. Very funny. Uh, my biggest thing is, like, I mean, maybe I don't know as much about, like, I thought they were all supposed to be, like, bad guys. I don't get that feeling. Well, I no. think, like, well, uh... Well, it's because in the first movie, Harley Quinn says, we're bad guys, yeah. and that's how you know they're bad guys. She didn't say that in this movie. I, I get how Nanawe's bad, I get how po Polka Dot probably kills a bunch of people who look like his mom, and then Idris Elba's, like, uh... Just it a just happened to me, I'm just like, and same with, like, Ratcatcher 2, I'm just like, oh, like, when she, like, said that she was in jail for, like, robbing a bank, I was just like, I don't think you're probably a bad person. Idris Elba, like, yeah, he's an assassin, but, like, so are good guys in movies all the time, you know? Like... Those half the Toretto family. Yeah, like like just because they're in but jail. But you get why they're in prison, though. I I know why they're in prison, but just because they're in jail, I'm I'm, I'm like I'm not like oh that's they're a bad guy. Not bad they're people. not getting bad guys to do like stuff for us, you know. Like I didn't get that feeling. I was just like oh these are just like people that are in jail that have superpowers that they're just like exploiting. Well, that leads me to one of my one of my few criticisms is that by the end of the movie, especially with Idris Elba, you you'd go with the full hero turn, and to the point where Polka Dot Man proclaims himself a superhero. Right before he gets squashed by Starro, which is pretty enjoyable. Well. But I don't know in a Suicide Squad movie where it is all expendable supervillains that you necessarily need them to make that hero turn. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to be rooting for them by the end of it necessarily. And, and that's the thing is, I was almost rooting for them the entire fucking time. That's the thing. I'm just like, aren't they supposed to be bad guys? Like, I don't feel, I don't feel that. And it doesn't bother me, but maybe just like change like the branding. I don't, know, don't call it a Suicide Squad movie from everything I know about Suicide Squad is that they're, that they're bad guys. And they didn't feel like it. I feel like we're we're kind of all over, and I'm going to keep that going. Who is the biggest bad guy in this movie? Is it Viola Davis? Is it John Cena? Like, does it end up being John Cena because he kills Colonel Flag to keep that that disc, that hard drive, out of out of the open? Because I feel like this, they could have saved Peacemaker and they could have saved Colonel Flag if Idris Elba was like, let's use it to blackmail uh, Viola Davis, like that, which is what they end up doing. But like, I guess it's. Starro and the regime, but I also feel bad for Starro because Starro yeah. shouldn't have been in in uh, on Earth anyways. When, when he says something about like I was just happy watching the stars or whatever, yeah. it's like damn. Did you? I'm uh, sorry, your eye filled with blood. <laughs> and, and speaking of, uh, we talked about Rick and Morty earlier. Didn't this remind you of that one episode where they yeah, like, yeah, or the the things attached to your yeah, face? I'm take, like, this is that Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, definitely felt Rick and Morty esque. Uh, what about Harley Quinn, though? We've seen her in a couple movies now, if you guys have seen Birds of Prey, Haven't. which I don't think you have. but She's, uh, she's solid. My, my possible other favorite scene was the one where she broke out of prison. I thought that was really fucking and cool. And she's like, hey, what are you guys doing here? Yeah, that was one, funny. Two, looked cool, like whatever they were doing, like visual-wise. effects and everything. Yeah, really enjoyed that. I don't know, like, like the combat in it was really cool. So that was my favorite scene with her, possibly favorite in the movie. I can't decide. But for the most part, I feel like... Was she a bigger deal in the first Suicide Squad? She was really like the main character, almost. It was like her She's the Smith. one who. There was a whole like second movie in the first Suicide Squad that was her and Joker. Yeah. So I guess she, yeah, probably had a bigger footprint. This in that one, one, she felt like more of a not a side character because she was still 
pretty important, but like she felt like just one of the team but that's members. Where she's she had her own best. path for a lot of the movie too. Yeah, but I think that they utilized her way better. Where she's not like she's probably like the third or fourth biggest star in this movie after like Idris Elba and John. I feel like John Cena and him had like the biggest role. She's probably third, like Colonel Flag up mixed in, but. I like that she wasn't like the main focus. I think it's that's why this movie works is because they have like eight stars and they don't focus on like one of them. Yeah. No, I I, I really in, enjoyed you know her in this movie. I thought she was really good. She was responsible for what might also be the funniest part of the movie when they're in the top floor of uh, the Jodenheim place and uh, their driver Milton dies. Oh, dude, that I was that, that was funny. Polka dot man is like Milton died, and she's like, "Who's Milton?" Who's <laughs> <laughs> Milton? And Polka Dot Man is just like distraught over this and she's like, I think I would have remembered a Milton. That's a very unique name. And then at the very end when she's like, Great work, Milton <laughs> thinking it yourself as Milton. And it was it's like the perfect name to be like, I think I would have remembered a Milton. Milton. <laughs> it was like, Why was he in here? Why was he I love that us? too. I was like, What the fuck is he doing in there? That was that was really Boy, funny. That joke and it was so worth it. Yeah, that was again one of the, <laughs> the funniest moments in this movie. Uh, what do we think about Starro being introduced? Because even though they are bad guys, they need something to fight against. And, uh, what's the other guy's name? The brain guy? The, the brain guy, yeah, I guess the Thinker's thinker. the bigger evil guy there, because Starro just is trying to, trying to get home, He's I guess, trying to get just the monster that yeah. gets released. I don't know, it was, it was almost so stupid that I was, like, okay with it, because they, like, knew what this movie was at this point. You know, it's, like, kind of a joke. It's more of a funny movie. And I liked it being over the top and like this big starfish just wandering around the island. And I totally I, agree. And I wasn't like, this is fucking stupid. I could see some people hating this movie and being like, Star was fucking a joke. Like, this is stupid. But I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was I totally a good agree. monster. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. And I did like the uh, Rick and Morty esque, but that's, that's from Alien to like those things getting yeah. stuck to your face. I also didn't think uh, uh, Harley Quinn was going to, when she stabs him in the eye. Didn't you think it was just going to hook in the eye? I didn't know it was water and she was going to yeah, be Yeah, that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I thought it would just kill him. But as soon as, like, you saw, like, the eye and it get out and, like, she was carrying the javelin, I'm like, oh, you know it's going to happen. I didn't, know if, I didn't know if they the would kill Harley Quinn. kind of a good joke that I came guess back they, a few they times. They really too. want to keep uh, Harley Quinn around for a while. And I just thought it, it would have almost made sense to kill her off in this movie because they kill half of them. Uh, okay, if she dies, though, what are girls going to go ask for Halloween? <laughs> She has to live. I'm going as Nanawe this year. Just a shark body. Yeah, I can't believe that was Sylvester Stallone. Like, yeah. Truthfully, if you never told me that, I would not have known. Really? I don't think so. It doesn't sound like him. I mean, it does when you know it's him, but when you just listen to it, like not knowing that it was him. And it... Jeremy didn't list him as one of the characters. True. I mean, he only did the voice work for it. So. <laughs> There's literally, I saw a thing when I was looking up stuff for the movie. It was like a James Gunn sent a message to... Sylvester Stallone is like, hey, I wrote a part for you in uh, the Suicide Squad. Won't take much of your time. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't <laughs> just, lying. Just had to do like VO for probably a day. Uh, a, kind of a broader question for you guys. Another one of my hangups, and this could just be a personal thing, but maybe you guys will relate. I, my only kind of hangup on the movie as far as it, what might have made me not like it as much as I could have is the fact that it doesn't tie into a greater cinematic universe and is that just a product of us being conditioned to for these movies to be episodic and kind of build towards something bigger is it because there's so many characters and we're being introduced to most of them for the first time so we don't have background on them like we would if it was like an avengers movie where all the characters had their own movies already see but i think it 
it could be a launching point. I obviously I have no idea what their their plan is going forward, but you, I think you're you're like conditioned to think that because of Marvel, and I think we all are. We're like, all right, what's next? So how are we gonna? You almost want like Peacemaker to be alive still because you want want it to. Well, he has a TV show. Banter. Did you not watch the post credit scene? There's a post credit scene. Are you fucking kidding me? There's a TV show? Yeah. Oh, Wait, sh- you didn't know there's a post-credit scene? No. Or a TV show? Okay, well, here's what happens. Peacemaker's alive, and he's in a TV show that comes out in January that James Gunn also wrote. Well, I guess I have to watch that. What the fuck is he alive? God damn it. Now that makes you me You didn't bummed. know he was alive? No. You seriously didn't watch post-credit As soon as it's <laughs> over, I fucking clicked it off, Bob. It's a superhero movie. There's always a fucking post-credit scene. God. Spoiler. <laughs> God damn it. It does, it's literally uh, he's just so he's John Cena has his own show. He's just alive. Well, I guess I'm gonna watch it because I like the character so much. But, I think uh, the show might be good. Right, but yeah, that I guess goes back to my point. This could be like a launching point for them to move forward, which was weird because what, who would think Suicide Squad would be the launching point for a bigger DC universe? But um, like if 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 they keep bringing like James Gunn back and like really good directors to to keep it going, I, I'll be more intrigued about where they're going because. Overall, I like the superheroes more in DC. I think just because like uh, like Batman and Superman, they're more of the the iconic ones. But if they can get their shit together with the with the library that they have, they could actually make something really good. And maybe I'll turn into Jeremy, but with DC. I don't know. I I I like the kind of one off standalone movies. I just I mean, yeah, we are conditioned to have like these franchises and it all be interwoven and all connected. I just don't think it has to be. And I think maybe that's the way DC is going to be successful because they're never going to be able to do it the way Marvel did. They'll never even come close. So, like, don't try. That's a good point. Good, a good, you know, life lesson right here. If you're not going to be able to do it, so don't try. <laughs> See, the thing <laughs> Give that... Give up now. <laughs> the thing with the Avengers and Marvel that always confused me is, like, when there's a little problem and there's, like, this own standalone movie, I'm like, why don't they call all the Avengers? So I guess in DC they kind of do have their own one-off where it's like they don't need Batman and Superman to help them out here because it's its own thing. Like, do does Superman and Batman even exist in this movie? Like, Superman why, does because that's why Idris Elba's in jail. I, oh yeah, that's good. Like, why didn't they ask Superman to just finish this? Like, see so that just throw Starro back into space? Exactly. Yeah. Because it's a movie, I guess. I don't really know. Because uh, the movie's got to happen. Yeah. <laughs> something I saw on Twitter that I wanted to get your guys' opinion on. Do you think that the Suicide Squad lends itself to a movie where you could just revisit it every five years, let's say, since we're already doing that at this point? Give it to a new director, writer, let them go run through the do catalog of characters and just yeah, get a new, new Suicide Squad. They do whatever they want with whatever characters they want every five years. I would years. like that. That'd be interesting. That's actually kind of cool. I don't like that because... Um... This movie's better than the first Suicide Squad, and if they come out with like another one in five years, and it's another new director, it's kind of just like, what are we doing here? Like, what's the what's the point? I think that truly speaks to superhero movies, and that we would literally just watch them no matter what. See, I'm okay with like every 15 years, like a new adaptation of like a trilogy, like the Batman trilogy. Like, I love Christopher Nolan's take, and then like say 15 years from now, like another director that we aren't even thinking of has their own thing. Like, that's why I like the Batman standalone movies, and not as much as like Batman versus Superman. But I just I don't know if I need another Suicide Squad in like five years. Like every every director getting their own turn, and they're like, "Hey, who had the best one? Let's get it. Let's get a big movie boy challenge on this." We could do our rankings. <laughs> the best Suicide Squad movie. Was uh, there two Suicide Squad movies? Was Will Smith in Birds of Prey? No. Oh, okay. it was just Harley Quinn. Okay. It was the only uh, crossover there. Uh, yeah, those are all my notes. Do you guys have any uh, other notes you want to bring up or final thoughts? If 
if not no i enjoyed it i i just think it's uh Movie I wasn't excited to see ended up overperforming for me. Um, hope it did good at the box office. I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it's doing well. That's good for me. Um, my I only, I think it's underperforming at the box office is the only information I've seen so far. But my only take at the end of this is, uh, if they can keep Peacemaker alive, keep Colonel Flag alive they do. too. Oh, well. Jesus. Not a Colonel. Flag. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Because I liked we Colonel Flag. The piece of tile go through Colonel Flag's heart. So. Yeah, yeah, they zoomed in on his heart. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> they really wanted you to know he's that, dead. Yeah, that that would but be. Like, I, I wish they didn't kill him because he was in um he's in House of Cards too, and I liked him in that. He plays Luke that Republican. Minutes. Yeah, and uh, I liked him in that. I'm like I. He was like a big star of this movie, and I'm like, I liked him in this. I feel like they could have used him more. I also he, liked he's him. dead as hell. Yeah, he's he's super dead. But I also thought Peacemaker was dead as hell. So I guess, and I, I'd have to rewatch and see. But there's a point where they cut back to Amanda Waller, and you know she's got the briefcase with the buttons that can blow all their heads up. Uh, John Cena, Peacemaker's light is still on even after he's been shot. So <laughs> I guess they do tease it before the final post-credit scene that everyone stayed around and watched. So. Was Weasels still on? Because Weasels alive at the end. Maybe we get more Weasel in the in Suicide Squad four. <laughs> we dude, I, give me a Weasel standalone movie. <laughs> that shit was—he was my favorite. When he died instantly in the water. I was laughing. Nobody checked if the Weasel can swim. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I knew that this movie was gonna exceed my expectations. So, all right. Well, we have all said it. We've already spoiled it for you, but if you haven't already. Even though we spoiled it for you, go watch The Suicide Squad. Go see it in theaters uh, yesterday, if you can, so Bob can make some money in the uh, movie draft. But uh, Next week? I don't know. We might Geo have guess next week. Yeah, Bob will watch Geostorm finally. All right. Well, thank you, as always, for listening. And remember, rats are the lowliest and most despised of all creatures, my love. But if they have purpose, so do we all. We'll see you next week. <laughs>